Blog Talk Radio. This is Master Grio Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. I can't do this. This is too much. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I need help. I need to answer somebody. I need to answer Who's going to be there? I messed up so much. I feel like I've tried everything, but now, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Just breathe. I want to be a whole woman. A whole woman, a whole woman say I want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman say I can't live a whole life with half a self with half of me in tow, saving the potential of me for some rainy day as if there's more to be living for. How can God work with half a woman towards her full potential? How can he pour blessings into my cup that overfloweth if my insecurities and sins have created holes that can't store it? I wrestle with principalities against my own flesh and blood, looking towards the mark of the higher calling, but that takes a whole lot of faith. And to follow where he leads takes a whole lot of dedication. And to stand in the face of my fears, or to proclaim the life of Christ, or even to love my neighbor, takes a whole lot of preparation. So half of me won't do. Giving only half my day, or half my thoughts, or half of everything I got, is not only useless but unwise, when God sees me holy with his own eyes. When God in his grace sees me holy with his own eyes. So I want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman, say I. want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman, say I. Gotta get it right. My purpose is on the line. And how can I have only half the mind to do what's right or spend less than half of the time attempting to develop myself into disciplined study or focused way of life? When it takes to committing the whole mind, the whole body is a living sacrifice. See, we want full blessings from the Lord, but we only pray half the time. And sometimes we remember to love our neighbor, but we see God's love all the time. We go into situations and relationships with half of ourselves in tow, still hoping good things will come from them despite. And we forget that to love God with our whole heart takes a constant renewing of the mind, a constant reviewing of our lives. For many of the things we need to grow takes a committed and dedicated whole, not got from simple Bible reading or occasional fasting and praying, But our whole effort with our whole heart gives God the room to bring out the wholeness in us that he created within us long ago. So I chanted like I wanted, like it's part of my whole being, like it's significant, like it's attainable as if my spirit desired it. I needed to present myself fully as committed to his word. I want to be a whole woman because half a woman can't quite gain wisdom in this world. So each day I pray the prayer of complete reliance on God and all his magnificence, for only he is able to bring out in me the wholeness that he created. I'm not whole on my own, but I belong to you. I'm not of myself, but of you and your divine purpose. I am not alone, but with you. I seek your guidance in my daily business. I'm not whole on my own, but pieced together by your hands, held together by your will. I am not led by any other wants, desires, or personal debates, but ever yielding to that which you lay before me. So today, as every day, I listen to your voice, walk in step with you, seek your wisdom, and lay no claim to my own life so that I may be aligned with your way. For I seek to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman. God, I want to live what you made me. A whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman. Amen. Amen. 
This is Soul Purpose Tuesdays here on Master Grill Radio, a program of the National Black Business Trade Association. And we're talking about social entrepreneurship. We are talking about business with a purpose to create social change. And our special guest today is Kim Stewart. She is the founder and editor of Power Magazine, a premier online inspirational publication that's coming to you and making great new ways and changes. Um, Power Magazine has an exclusive fundraising program that helps many nonprofits and while at the same time creates awareness for the magazine and builds an audience. So we want to welcome our special guest today, Kim Stewart. How are you, Kim? I'm excellent. Thank you for asking, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Well, we want to thank you for being our special guest here on Soul Purpose. Thank you. And our, always our initial question is we'd like to get to know you first. So who is Kim Stewart? Well, I am a pretty simple, but <laughs> I'm the publisher of Power Magazine. Okay, publisher, okay. Yeah, and it's a big difference than editor because the editor is usually smarter than the publisher, or in this <laughs> case they are. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, just someone who kind of had a vision and a desire to uh, kind of reach out and provide a platform that would help to lift others as we climb. So that's, that's about what we do uh, in terms of who I am, just a vessel. Just a little messenger, I guess. <laughs> so where are you from, Kim? I mean, where, where do you hail from? What part of the world? Well, I'm from the Midwest, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and um, lived in Georgia for several years and returned back to Indiana in March of 2000, which is actually when I began thinking about, well, the seed was being planted for the magazine. Okay. Uh, by November 2001, I had the first publication out. Okay. Yes. Now, POWER, that's an acronym, correct? Correct. What does it stand for? POWER is the acronym for Prayer, Obedience, Worship, Edification, and Rebirth. And that just appears to be the formula for uh, restoring the joy of your, res- of your uh, salvation. Uh, but the formula that I think most of us need in order for us to uh, go from where we are to where we want to be. We need to pray. Uh, we have to be obedient. We definitely need to praise and worship. And But we need to be able to take those gifts to edify the body because that's what the body's waiting on. It's kind of like what Dr. Martin Luther King said uh, when he said that I can't be all that I can be until you become all that you can be. Mm-hmm. And then the rebirth is just a constant thing that happens both for you and whoever you're edifying. Okay. that's power. Wow, wow. That's awesome. So, um, I mean, what was your inclin? I mean, was this something you always wanted to do? Did you like, you know, magazines growing up? Or did you, you know, always think, you know, I'll have a magazine one day? Or, I mean, your journalism major, creative writing, or... Business, I mean, you know, what started planting a seed for the magazine? You know, what was you feel was the progenitors? Well, this is this gets even more unique. No, I never wanted to grow up in um, 
uh, or have a magazine. I never wanted to be a journalist. Uh, in high school, I went to English on Fridays. Um, I have about 80 words in my vocabulary, and I know how to use 20 of them pretty good. I didn't uh, select this industry or this opportunity. I felt like it was something God gave me, an opportunity uh, to manage. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm so non-traditional when it comes to the publishing because uh, that's such a diva status uh, for many in the publishing industry. And for me, I, I quickly understood that it was a glorified salesperson. Um, and that's typically what the publisher's role really is. Mm-hmm. But I um, I had uh, returned home in 2000 from Atlanta, and I really didn't want to be back in Indianapolis. I wanted to stay in Atlanta, but I felt like God was kicking me out of Atlanta. It's like i got some more stuff for you to do, and I have a scholarship for you to go to school at, at any college you want, but in your hometown. So I'm thinking, okay. So I go home, and I'm going to get enrolled in school. But when I get home, I'm really uh, torn by my, my old neighborhood. You know, when I grew up, I moved in a little, I moved to a, a little more affluent neighborhood, which was looking really great. But where I really grew up was looking horrible. Mm. So I kept thinking, well, God, what you going to do? Because certainly there's enough people here in the African American community to have enough money and enough clout to to force change in this community. And then at some point I thought I heard him say, well, you go. <laughs> Thinking, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, no, you go, and uh, what you do is a magazine. And I'm thinking, Lord, I have a high school education. I got one year of college, and I quit because I was partying so hard I kicked myself out. And so I'm saying, well, I can't see where I'm qualified because I have no idea, you know, what the dynamics or the mechanics are of putting a magazine together much less getting it distributed or bankrolling or, you know, or having the money. to. Next thing I know, I thought I heard him say, call it power, and this is the acronym. So I'm thinking, I can't be hearing it that loud and clear. So at the time, I didn't even have a, a computer. My mom had a computer that she had purchased and never took out of a box for like a year. So I said, well, Mom, can I use your computer? And she said, Sure. And from that point on, it seemed like as soon as I got online, things subtly began to come that kind of just talked about the publishing industry. So I'm thinking this can't be it. Well, needless to say, uh, that started September 2001. As a matter of fact, it was 9-11-2001 when I went out to sell my first ad. And by... End of October, beginning of November, I had my first magazine out in like 30 days. And it was the ugliest thing you ever want to see. (laughs) It's my favorite, but it was the ugliest thing you ever want to see. All the words went straight across the page. There were no columns. I didn't know how to adjust the pictures, so everybody's head is, the kids look like they've got big bubble heads. Um, but I, I was proud of it, so we, I printed 3,000. And when I say we, I mean me and the Holy Spirit. I don't mean me and this team. Um, printed 3,000, kind of put it out there, and the community responded. I'm like, wow. Um, they're like, can you do it again? So I tried it again. And from that point on, each time the evolution of power, it got more and more attractive, and I learned more and more about the industry. Uh, one of the things that's a little different about me than some is I'm not a perfectionist. So I I didn't 
uh, wait until it got better before I put the product out. I put it out there and me with it and knew that in time something, someone would shape us to become better. And so that's kind of the high and dry of power and how it got started. And I didn't really choose it. I, I feel like it chose me. And nope. uh, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, it's, wow, it's a wonderful story, very interesting story, and helps us get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna um, we're gonna take a commercial break. All right, dear. And we're gonna do our sole purpose welcome, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna get a little bit more into content. You know, okay. some of the special people you've interviewed. What do you think was your best interview? You know. Okay. And some different things about the content. Okay, great. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Donna McKeithen, and I am founder of Exodus International Group. We are a tour and meeting planning company located in Alexandria, Virginia. We provide quality, cost-effective vacations, cruises, and tour packages, as well as historical and educational programs for groups and individuals. Also, call us if you need international meeting assistance for your business or church. We are your cultural connection to the continent of Africa. Visit places like Ghana and Senegal and the Gambia and Mali and South Africa. Also travel to Europe and Asia and the Caribbean and South America. And we offer many other destinations around the world. Interested in international business or coach class tickets? Give us a call. (coughs) Our staff has over 20 years of experience in the tourism and travel industry. Visit our website at www.xisandxrayodusint.com or call us at 703-971-9660. Thank you. If we could, we'd ask you to come in and have a cup of tea. You notice the aromatic tea from Vietnam? Sweetened with delicious organic honey from West Africa and poured into the beautifully designed and comforting tea bowls from Japan. You might snuggle up to the soft throw from India on the couch. The conversation's so good, we light a couple of candles from the American Northwest. We've become friends. We take care of each other. And with that particular gift women have, we make each other stronger, happier, better, and more beautiful. We like to bring you the world. We like to bring you joy. You deserve it. It's our sole purpose. All right, just want to let you know that sole purpose is in full effect. You've been here with us during our pre-launch Then we had our formal launch. We went to the national launch. We did a merger with longevity and sole purpose lifestyle company now is in full effect. Place your orders today. Again, you can visit me online at www.soulpurpose.com. That's S-O-U-L purpose.com. I am your Sole Purpose Provider, number 1746. That's number 1746, Jacqueline Taylor Adams. And we just got in our new perfume essences that are all um, 
organic-based, paraben-free, and pure essential oil, shea butter. And we have our Hollywood Fresh. We have the Haitian vetiver pepper, wonderful for our men. Then we have the Tuscany blood orange. We have our Australian sandalwood. Ahi water lily. The Zanzibar Girls Club. Delicious. (laughs) And our Caribbean ginger, just to name a few. So order your perfume essences today. Just go to www.soulpurpose.com. Remember, I am your sole purpose provider, number one, 746, Jacqueline Taylor Adams. And have a soul and help enjoy a soul purpose lifestyle. So we're here today on our special edition of Soul Purpose with special guest Kim Stewart, founder and publisher of Power Magazine. Power is the acronym for, tell us, Kim. Prayer, Obedience worship, edification, and rebirth. All right. So I said we wanted to come back and talk about content. So um, just tell us, I mean, Julian, what what do you find in the magazine? What type of content? Who's some some of your favorite and most interesting interviews? Like, do tell. Okay. Um, Power's content really is uh, the features and articles that we have are to help people navigate through the rapids of life. And because I understand the importance of having those six core areas of, of in your life have balance, uh, our core departments are finance, health, career, relationships, personal development, and spiritual growth. And then we have some ancillary departments uh, such as Travelscape, um, House and Home, from time to time, we have a section titled Auto Lounge. Uh, and so we have a, a department titled Scribes, which is uh, for prose, books, and poetry. Um, so power, really the goal with power when I first started was to um, reach out to the unchurched and the unsaved. Power wasn't designed with the tra- traditional um, look or, for that matter, kind of message. We didn't want a religious vomit on people, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, We wanted to compel people to come to Christ. And uh, uh, there's a lot of people that experience Christianity through television and reading material. And online, there are so many communities, and particularly, well, not especially, but also in the African-American community, um, spiritual questions are one of the most highly ranked search questions online. Uh, the, the one that actually really tops that is personal development. So we wanted to provide an environment that would teach people how to be the best they could be, you know, how to go from where they are to where they want to be, and with uh, information uh, that would just empower them. Uh, the, my personal favorite interview is with Tony Dungy. He is the, the, um, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts football team. And I'm telling you, I, I don't think I've ever met a man who literally walks and talks the same. It doesn't matter who the audience is. He doesn't. He hasn't bought into the hype. He's not trying to impress anybody. He is sold out for Christ 100%. And 
and he was so inspirational to me, and he didn't do anything, of course, to try. He was just himself. And I, he was he was um, uh, very clear on uh, separating work and, and home and principles and everything. But moreover, his 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 Godhead is just that. It's just the head of his life and the head of his family. And I was just when I left out of there, I was blown away. And it was a simple, easy interview, but it was him that made it uh, a blessing for me to be able to be there with him. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, well, who um, for your departments? How did you come about deciding which departments, what you were going to cover, and how do you go about choosing your, um, I guess your your cover story? Uh, it's kind of <laughs> Holy Spirit chooses the chooses them most months. <laughs> um, <laughs> The department, one of the things that I always recognize about power is that it's not mine. It's God's, and he's letting me manage it. So I also recognize it's a launching pad for other people, their dreams, their goals, uh, their mission, whatever way it can help further them. If, by chance, there are partnerships that are formed along the way, uh, it's perfect for me because uh, we get to not only take content, perhaps like, let's say, someone like you, uh, having a great show like this, and by the way, that opener, uh, the woman who's speaking that poetry, I've got to have that track. That, that is, is Master Grill Artist Rhapsody. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to blast that from the heavens. Yes, from her debut CD. Oh, my God. Um, N-word. And Rhapsody is a really special woman. Um, mm, mm, she mm, is mm. has the most wholesome um, mm. aspect in... Um, she just walks. She walks differently, and mm. but yet, you know, she's very down to earth. She's extremely articulate. Um, she's just a wonderful spirit. And even Good. though um, her music was probably what you consider, well, you know, secular, it's always uplifting. It's always about being your best as a woman, as a person, while celebrating life. But with her fabulous delivery and I mean and she knows how to mix pure music from guitar and everything. Mm, but she mm, just mm. comes from such a wholesome but not I guess, you know, wholesome but not corny aspect. It's true, it's her. Lord, it is powerful. It is just her and it's, I think it's just awesome. I think that is my that is my most favorite on her C D. Ah, but I think she'd be God. a wonderful interview. Oh I mean, for my artist, but <laughs> no, I, I mean, I absolutely have got to have that CD, but moreover, I have got to have that track. I yes. mean, that thing, that is incredible. <laughs> I, I, I was sitting here thinking, gosh, that is phenomenal. So, um, but anyway, the opportunity to perhaps even partner with, uh, you know, someone like you as a platform, I'm sorry, um, and their own mission. Because one thing I try to do when I work with people is not to tell them what I want, but to be able to take what they want and then help provide a place for it to 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 have a home and to try to cultivate an audience there that will enjoy their reading in in that department. So really I'm just always out on the look for uh, people whose contributions, they have somewhat human interest stories, uh, they could be entertaining. They could be funny, but most importantly, that 
they are some kind of up, uplifting uh, content or piece of work for the reader. All righty. Well, that sounds wonderful. So how did you choose your departments? I mean, you know, well, uh, you know I love of, decor. I have to tell you people, I, I mean, I love home decor, but any type of fabulous interior design I'm really into. <laughs> well, if, if it helps, too, one uh, magazine will be uh, bringing out in the near future uh, with the woman we partnered with in Las Vegas. Uh, she owns T. Royal Interiors. Uh, we're going to be bringing a mag- magazine out with her. Um, and we'll also be bringing out another uh, Christian magazine for leaders in the Christian community. And that really is geared toward helping leaders who have the need for healing so that they can be whole people when they're working with the body of Christ. So that will be coming too. As far as our department, it really is about helping people understand the importance of finances and managing them and investing them and growth and a plan and vision. Same thing with health, uh, relationships, to have loving relationships. So in our family slash relationships, it is really about how to have healthy relationships with your coworkers, with your family members, with your significant other, with yourself. Um, Personal development has a special place in my heart because um, I think the beginning of my walk in this industry started back in 95. I had a younger cousin that was murdered, and I was in Atlanta, and he was in Louisiana about to graduate from college. And when I got that call, it just split me in two. And at that point, I wasn't an avid reader. As a matter of fact, I probably helped put the hot in Atlanta at that time. <laughs> um so I wasn't studying very much. I had been uh, saved or baptized when I was 13. I knew who God was. I know who Christ is. But I, really, I didn't have a whole relationship with the Holy Spirit. So when that call came in, flew in uh, after we buried Monty, when I got home I had this one question that I could not get out of my mind, and it was pretty much about fate. You know, did he have a choice? Um was it just written that he would die that day? Would he be born that day? Was it just about the life you spend in between? So I began to ask a lot of questions of pastors and different people and my aunt, his mom. And while those answers were great, uh, the only one thing I knew place that I could get the answer was the Bible. So I go and get a, a living Bible, uh, which a lot of pastors don't particularly like. Um, I understand it was written for a 12-year-old girl by her dad to help her understand it. But at uh, the time, excuse me, real quick, I just want to let everybody know we're 45 seconds out from streaming live, but we will continue on. So if you want to listen live, just call in to 646-716-7994. Again, that's 646-716-7994, and the chat room is open. Okay, go ahead and continue about the Living Bible. Okay, so I'm, I get the Living Bible, and... Uh, uh, like I said, it was written for a child, uh, from what I understand, but it didn't have the uh, the Shakespearean uh, kind of dialogue that was taking place with the King James. Because uh, with all the he is goeth and thouest and the Bibleist, I was on my way to hell at this, or I thought I was at this. <laughs> so I needed something I could digest. And as I began to read it, it um, 
I thought, wow, these, this is a fascinating book. It's got all these stories in it. That this must be every book ever written wrote into one here. It's got humor and it's love and it's it's murder and it's mystery. So I'm reading and, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to come across this answer to my question maybe by going to the index or the content, which we know it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. So along, along the way while I'm reading um, – I get into the New Testament, and uh, it just started pointing out things about me and my own character flaws, the choices I've made in my own life uh, that were based on lies or or just uh, the wrong belief systems. And uh, at that point, it became very bitter. So I would put that thing down and kind of almost hide it in my house and make a beeline away from it when I would come in the door because it was beginning to get in my spirit. And... Um, Pretty much as that progressed, uh, I just kind of woke up one day and uh, didn't want to do some of the things that I used to do. And more and more, I recognized that I had fallen in love with the Holy Spirit. And that was really love. It really hit me then. This whole thing is about love. This whole book has been written about love. Christ died on the cross about love. I've heard it. But it's until you fall in love with the Holy Spirit, do you really know what love is? So... At that time, I'm also being introduced to uh, personal development, motivational speakers, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, Jim Rohn, uh, some of the gurus in the industry, and have begun to listen and kind of take their advice and, and, and see if the formulas that they have in place work, and it was working. And so I began to see more of, of in my own vision, and as I began to visualize, I began to see myself working more in a place that would help people. Uh, that might suffer from some of the things that I used to uh, suffer from, um, but that I just felt like I was beginning to be shaped for the day that I would actually grow up to be some form of a motivational or Christian motivational speaker. Uh, <clears throat> it was at those those times that I began to understand the importance of personal development in my own life, health in my own life, relationships, uh, my own spiritual growth, and uh, uh finance, career, and business. So that's how those departments actually got selected. They actually got selected back in 95. When when the time came for them to be implemented, it just all came back to me. And, again, I I just believe with all my heart, if we can obtain balance in these areas, then we will live a much much more rewarding life uh, and probably a bit happier, (laughs) if possible. I I agree with you. You know, really balance is the key to um, happiness, and that's what we should strive for, you know, spiritually and physically. Um, To be healthy is to be um, aligned body, mind, and spirit. That is the Easterner's um, definition of health. Mm -hmm. So you're not considered healthy until you're balanced body, mind, and spirit Mm -hmm. become healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, the whole holistic practice of medicine, um, fully implemented, works toward a full balance Mm -hmm. of body, mind, and spirit. So that is um, definitely what we need to look to. Mm -hmm. And um, Kim, you've been a wonderful interview. It's just been great, interesting, and especially since it was impromptu. Last night I sent the email because we were just emailing back and forth, and I'm like, oh, would you be my guest? 
And you know, I'm for a certain type of guest and I have another focus and I just I wasn't having any luck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Well who could I get to be my guest? And we've been emailing each other all week. Like, <laughs> Oh, let me respond to her. Yeah, well I can call you on Tuesday and can you be my guest on the radio? <laughs> you know, and I'm flattered but I'm I'm very uh camera and radio shy. Uh, that's that's kind of strange for someone who thinks they've been selected to be a motivational speaker. But um, this is actually helping me to probably get more comfortable with with speaking with people at large large audiences. I get requests from time to time, but I don't often accept them. So I'm trying to really submit and get there. So I, I thank you because this is really helping me. Well, I find the best key. And what I find to always be my best interviews, you know, um, of course, passion and knowledge about your product is always, and mm-hmm. that's just an ex- being excellent in business. Mm-hmm. But the next thing, step is just always being real, to right. be yourself. Right. Um, in this day of so much hype and hypocrisy and all, people are really just looking for people who are real. You know. And see, that's that's one of the things that has been. Uh, at one point, frightening. Now it's just like I'm preparing. It's because <clears throat> that real part that you speak of is the part that requires me to give my testimony. And that's what I have been really trying to get all my nerves together to do. I've given it at my church uh, and, and in a couple of places and some young people, but I have not blasted it to the world yet. And it is such a time as this that my testimony is needed. So I feel like it is on its way, you know, to the degree that I will probably be on my own cover uh, speaking about my own uh, life. And so that that's the part, more than just kind of getting up, because I've actually done stand-up comedy. I'm comfortable with audiences depending on the content. But that part right now is requiring me to begin to prepare for my testimony. And yeah. the exposure that you have to, to uh to allow for people to take an in-depth look at you and then judge or be critical or whatever, you got to have a strong character and know who you are and whose you are. you got to be sturdy and solid. And while, I'm, while I feel like I'm there, I know once I give it, there's no turning back. You know I mean? Yeah. There, I'm there now. So it's going to be liberating and freeing in its own right. But um, I was thinking with uh, Tawana Williams yesterday, which I don't know if you're familiar with Ta- Tawana she uh, happens to be, uh, have been born without appendages, her arms. And okay. um, she was also, uh, gosh, molested by her stepfather, physically, mentally, and emotionally abused. She was mm-hmm. addicted to crack for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's experienced both abortion and motherhood and has beat all the odds. Yeah. And, um you know, in talking with her, it just almost gave me butterflies, and it did have my heart kind of skipping a beat, because of what she was saying in that, in her, and in, in what she was sharing with me, and what we're doing together, it just made me a little bit more comfortable with this woman having revealed so much about herself and willing to put herself out there like that. Um, I just thought, look at you, who are you? I mean, your story isn't that great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I could just see my life now really begin to move straight towards uh, that point. And, and at, at that time, I I think that is when my publishing role with power 
will begin to be relinquished. And uh, while I, I, I believe God is going to let me continue to own the magazine, be very hands-on in many ways, I think he is going to bring a publisher in uh, that can, you know, kind of run power hands-on, and I can focus a little bit more on speaking. Um mm-hmm. And, and doing more uh, planning with marketing, different things behind the scenes. Because I'm actually a behind-the-scenes kind of person, but I have a very animated personality, with, which puts me in the front every time. <laughs> so I, I don't ever strive to get out in the front because I always end up out there, uh, not so much as number one, just in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, that's <clears throat> when you say, you know, just present the truth. Uh, the truth can hurt. <laughs> and so... <laughs> You, you just guess you just hold on and tell it. Yeah. Well, people relate to people, mm-hmm. and you know nobody's perfect. So I think most people aren't looking for perfection, mm-hmm. but they're looking for how did you get through in spite of. I mean, right. you all have to deal with life circumstances. Right. So you know, in spite of life circumstances, how did you persevere? How did you get through? And, right. you know, strategies. And that's what people are looking for, where they can align with somebody, where they can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the story. That's the human interest. That's the journalism. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's what connects people. So long as you're authentic, not, you don't even have to tell everything about yourself in life, but long as you are authentic about who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, people definitely um, like it, and that's what makes this um, interview so um, enjoyable. It's like I said, um, it's about getting to know people, mm-hmm. you know. And where I like to go from here, um, I know you guys are doing some special things, and even you and I are working on um, a project mm-hmm. in the expansion of um, Power Magazine as a publishing entity. So um, tell us about that and the business opportunities, because we do have a bit a large business audience. Well, one um, power was originally in print, and I did that for about five years. In July 2007, we went digital, and uh, that was primarily because um, I stopped publishing in February 2005 because I got sick, and I wasn't sure if I was going to stay in the industry or exactly what I was going to do. I didn't have any type of vision toward power going beyond. Uh, my city, and uh, when things got better, and I looked back at the publishing industry and everything I had researched, I knew that the direction was online. For me, um, I had to make a choice of online or print because print is so costly. Mm. Uh, Online is costly too, but it doesn't compare to print in the sense that, you know, paying for end caps in Walmart to have your magazine there. You know, the costs are exuberant, and you need money. Well, when I started Power, I had $27, and I didn't wow. know I needed $2 million. Mm. And so ignorance was really bliss in my case. Um, mm-hmm. I had people that were coming up to me saying, well, you know, I've, had a, I've got a master's degree, and I've been trying to do a magazine for five years, and here you are with a high school education. You know, how are you doing it? And I'm saying, and they think I'm sandbagging, but I'm saying it's the Holy Spirit because I'm not qualified on paper. But mm. who he calls, he certainly equips. That's the only reason why I'm here. Yeah. I have people that say, uh, well, it's okay that you only have a you know, high school education. And I'm saying to them, I'm not looking for you to okay this. What I'm trying to say to you is <laughs> I am not confused that my education got me anywhere that I am with this magazine today. Maybe mm-hmm. if I had a master's degree, I, Kim, would be. 
I'm going back to school uh, very soon because I do want to get my degree and learn how to be a better marketer. That's mm-hmm. better everything. But um, in terms of the magazine, we were doing print. So one of the things we've, of course, been getting a request for is print again. Uh, but strangely enough, two Saturdays ago, we learned that we had a million, 1,000-plus readers on our LECWEC issue. Okay. And the challenge for us with that was we've recently switched software and we're testing different software in the process of uh, developing our own. The company we were using is a fantastic company. They have fantastic software, but there was no flexibility for us. So in other words, when we give them our publication, the file, they load it on their server and all the hits and all the information would go to their server. So it was really just a click through from our site to their server. So we had no ability to record any kind of information. We, we didn't have any idea of how we were doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, right in the end, they got a Google Analytics program installed, and they put our count up for the LECWEC issue, which is still there. Um, and it's still growing. It's a million something. So. At that, I felt like, well, there's no way with the dollars that I've had that I could have ever reached a million people, um, mm-hmm. you know, in print. So perhaps this is a door for us to uh, go back to print at some point, but it's also put us on the radar of national networks and movie uh, companies, Lionsgate and different companies like that. Um, so the the business opportunity today, since we've changed software, and are developing our own, our goal was always to try to form an inexpensive uh, place for particularly small and medium-sized businesses to advertise. Being a small and medium, medium-sized business myself and having started with so very little, I really do understand the need for advertising that works. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, on our end, it helps to have some consistency. Because an online community, believe it or not, as many of us that are out there, we respond differently the first time or two to a community like Power. And Mm -hmm. as we're realizing, oh, I can click through Exodus Travel and go straight to information that will not only talk to me about Africa, but all the things that are on their website. Um, Even at times when I say that we're getting used to having that trusting environment, our subscriptions are only $6 a year. And a lot of times people want to mail us a check rather than use their debit or credit card just from the fear of not having the protection. And believe it or not, there's less credit card fraud online than there actually is, you know, uh, just in the, the outside of being on, on the Internet. Um, so just the way that we're, they're getting used to us, we've been kind of a trailblazer because a lot of other communities, particularly European, are very comfortable with their activity and behavior online. We're getting comfortable with it, so some things take time. Um, And so with the new software, it's helping us to also lower our prices. Uh, So, for example, one of our advertisers, House and Home, their full page is $3,500 per per page per publication. When we're working with a small or medium-sized business under the label of promotion, we're able to offer advertising, like for a quarter page, at times for as low as fifty to seventy-five dollars. You know, full page at two fifty. Um, and today we have uh, a special again, which is the way it needs to be titled, at a quarter page for seventy-five dollars, 
uh, half a page for 100 and a full page for 175. So uh, we don't necessarily, as you can see, get rich off of that type of advertising. But um, as we're able to form the relationships, those those uh, uh, those smaller businesses are as valuable to me, if not more, because that's where I built the, the back of those are the people and groups I built this company on from when we were in the streets, when we were print. It was a lot of the smaller businesses that made the investment in advertising and power that gave me the dollars to actually generate the magazine. So they're forever dear and near to my heart, and it's the same way now. So I particularly try to search out unique or any type of smaller or, or medium-sized business that our readers can get used to seeing. Okay. Um, we well, are, um, yes, sorry. Okay, no problem. We're going to move on because I don't know. We, are, we have a few minutes left. What we're going to do? We're going to come to commercial. Um, I I need you to when we come back to give the um, website so people know where to get the magazine, where they can go look it up at, look at past issues. Okay, great. To reiterate the special and then about the publishing opportunities with Power. Okay, fantastic. Right back. The members of the Black Business Space online community have come together in a unified effort to build our brands, our businesses, and connect with you in a beneficial manner. So we're taking the show on the road. We're packing our bags, filling them with U-N-I-T-Y, Unity. And through the BBS Value Tour, we're bringing the value of community to a city near you. First stop. New York, for the product launch of the Lockdown by Inventor and BBS member DeShalamar, May 10, 2008, at the National Black Theater. Next stop, the fourth annual Los Angeles Black Book Expo on June 14th. Family, friends, and business community, please join in. Commitment, honor, value, courtesy. Just a gentle reminder about the way to do business and to treat one another. For more information, visit us online at www.bbsvalutor.com or call us toll-free 1-888-846-9811. 